Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 5th of October, the 278th day of this leap year of 2020. We're steadily slimming down with only 88 days ahead of us until 2021. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide was over 34.4 million, amounting to an increase of over 2.1 million cases since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week was over 7.3 million, an increase again of over 300,000 cases since the week before. For the first time this past week, the American people received news that their president, Donald Trump, and their first lady, Melania Trump, had tested positive for coronavirus. India remains in second place worldwide this past week with 6.4 million confirmed cases. Brazil continues in third place worldwide with 4.9 million confirmed cases. Russia remains in fourth place having approximately 1.2 million confirmed cases. Colombia in fifth place has now had over 836,000 confirmed cases and Peru in sixth place has had over 819,000 confirmed cases. Spain this past week moved into seventh place with over 779,000 confirmed cases since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. The number of deaths from COVID-19 globally by this past Friday was surging past 1.1 million meaning deaths globally this past week from the pandemic were up over 116,000 from those of the previous week. This past Friday, confirmed COVID-19 deaths in the United States totaled over 208,000, an increase of at least 5,000 deaths from the previous week. In other words, nationwide, COVID-19 this past week has been killing, on average, at least 714 United States citizens per day. Important to note is that the United States has only about 4% of the world's population, but we have more than 22% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases. So we continue as the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet, with Brazil again in second place, having over 145,000 deaths. India is again in third place, having nearly 100,000 deaths. And Mexico remains in fourth place, with close to 79,000 deaths. Heavenward tonight, we Earthlings will be collectively sweeping closer to the increasingly reddish planet Mars than we will for the next 15 years, until September 2035, in other words. That closeness translates to about 38.57 million miles, although that's still over 4 million miles farther away than the absolute closest of August 28, 2003 which was about 34.65 million miles away. And beginning tomorrow, the constellation Draco the Dragon will be launching meteors, also known as shooting stars. Early evening, just after nightfall, offers the most favorable viewing conditions, during which a modest number, perhaps a dozen or more of slow-moving meteors per hour, will define the term shower. Today, in the year 1274, the grandson of Genghis Khan, Kublai Khan, sent a letter to the Japanese regent shogun Hojo Tokemuni, who felt confident that the Kamakura Shogunate, which had ruled Japan for more than three quarters of a century, 
were more than up to the task of defending their island nation from mainland-initiated attacks. Although Kublai Khan's forces initially won a modicum of battles, they were not ultimately victorious against the Japanese, who preferred operating in small groups led by mounted samurai wearing iron plate and leather armor, and who were skilled in archery and the use of their long, sharp swords against the Mongols and their short swords. This Thursday, October 8th, marks the 149th anniversary of the Great Chicago Fire, which killed approximately 300 people, destroyed about 3.3 square miles of the city, and left more than 300,000 residents homeless. Legend claims the fire began around 9 o'clock at night in a small barn belonging to the O'Leary family. Mrs. O'Leary's cow allegedly knocked over a lit lantern, though other versions advanced the notion that a group of men gambling inside the barn were responsible for knocking over the lit lantern. The principal factors involved in the rapid spread of the fire were first, plenty of available fuel, wood specifically. Second, the extremely dry conditions. Chicago had received only one inch of rain total between July 4th and October 9th. And third, strong southwest winds helped carry flying embers to the heart of the city. We here in Down East Maine have a fire anniversary coming up inside the next two weeks, specifically the beginning of the Great Bar Harbor Fire, which actually was only one of many fires in Maine that occurred in the early autumn of 1947, for reasons virtually identical to those of the Great Chicago Fire. Abundant sources of wood fuel that had been parched during a lengthy drought and winds arriving to fan and spread the flames. By the time the fire began at Hull's Cove on Mount Desert Island, Maine had not seen rain for about a hundred days, so we can imagine the tinder-like conditions existing here in mid-October 1947. We live essentially in a northern latitude rainforest, where forest rangers become concerned when a mere two weeks have transpired without rainfall. Climatologists worldwide are attributing an uptick in wildfires to global warming. In one of the many informal polls I pose from time to time with my classes at the university, I ask a third semester group of honors students whether they thought the number one topic everyone on the planet should be working on is climate change, and all their hands went up. Today is also the birthday of Jonathan Edwards in 1703, of Denise Diderot in 1713, of Chester Arthur in 1830, of Robert Goddard in 1882, of Ray Kroc in 1902, of Donald Pleasance in 1919, of Bill Dana in 1924, of Vaclav Havel in 1936, of Chevy Chase in 1943, of Brian Johnson in 1947, of Johnny Ramone in 1948, of Bob Gildoff in 1951, and of Clive Barker in 1952. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Wastella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the third official week of autumn 2020.